When it comes to starting a business, your first steps might be to set up an Instagram page, research social media strategy, or maybe you're gonna register for an LLC or find out more about paying taxes. Maybe you decide to start a website and think you need to learn more about branding and web design. All of these are great, but there's one thing people often forget to educate themselves on when it comes to starting a business, and that's mindset. I had an entirely different episode planned for today on the podcast, but after a little bit of a screw up in my business the other week, I decided I wanted to dissect what kind of happened and what went wrong on the podcast and really share with you guys how I've developed a mindset to work through my failures, no matter how embarrassing or horrible they are. There is so much noise on the internet these days around how to grow a business, how to scale, how to make more money, all of those things. But after being in the game myself for a few years now, I've learned that working on your mindset above everything else is the most important thing you can do as an entrepreneur. So let's dive into it. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. The first thing we are, of course, going to talk about today is a recent screw up of mine. And if you follow me on Instagram, you may have seen this, but I was hosting a series of live workshops on how to become a social media manager, which, by the way, you can still tune into. There's a link to sign up and watch the replay down below. I had done a lot of promotion and a lot of work in the lead up to this webinar. I had spent hours working on my slides, figuring out what I wanted to teach, putting it all together. This was something I'd never taught before. And I literally was staying up till eight o'clock working on this thing, which is very unlike me. And some of you guys might be like, eight o'clock is not working late. For me, it is. For a girl who likes to finish work at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, 8 p.m. is late, (laughs) okay guys? But anyway, I wanna paint the picture here. I was putting a lot of effort into it. I had my ads team who designed a whole bunch of ads and we were paying money for people to sign up to this webinar. I have been doing a bunch of TikToks and reels and promotions every single day, trying to get as many people signed up to this webinar as possible. And in the end, I think I had around 250 people sign up, which was amazing. It was the most signups I've ever had for an event of mine. And I was so excited. So excited, in fact, that I accidentally turned up to my own webinar an hour early. (laughs) And maybe this doesn't sound like a big deal for you guys, but after weeks and weeks of prep for me to make such a small but like big mistake at the same time, it was pretty heartbreaking. And I didn't realize that I had showed up for the wrong time until an hour into teaching. So basically I signed into my webinar software, I hit the start button and I ended up being an hour early purely because that was originally the time that I was gonna schedule the webinar for. And then I kind of changed it at the last minute. And also the day before I'd had a live training at 8 a.m. So I had 8 a.m. stuck in my head when it was actually meant to be 9 a.m. New Zealand time. 
So I show up and I'm like, oh, this is really such a shame. There's only five people who've come along to my live webinar. And this is probably like the first learning guys. Like I, whenever something goes wrong, I will just make the best of a bad situation. So for me, seeing five people show up, I was like, well, I'm going to give these five people the best damn webinar that they have ever seen, right? <laughs> instead of getting sad, instead of even ending the webinar early that, you know, only five of 250 people had shown up. Um, I was like, you know what? This is normal. I must've picked a really bad time zone. We're going to learn for next time. And we're going to give an amazing webinar. So I went on teaching and it wasn't until like 10 to nine, about for 50 minutes in when the webinar attendees started spiking and going up and it suddenly went from five people to like 30 people and 40 people and then 50 people that the penny finally dropped that I had started it an hour early. And this is quite a stressful scenario because you're live with a bunch of people. It's not like I can just press stop record and start again. And this is probably one of the most stressful thing about doing any live event or even just a live stream on Instagram. When something goes wrong, it's like in the moment, people are gonna see it. Uh, like if I film things wrong, like if I record a podcast episode and forget to plug my mic in and I have to re-record it, that is like Ellen in tears in her office material. Or that is Ellen like throwing her Ugg boot at a wall situation because she's like, oh, why did this happen to me? I don't have time for this, right? And when you're on a live stream in front of, you know, 40 people and counting, you have to keep your composure, you have to be calm, and you have to kind of lead people through a scenario or a situation. So during the live stream, I kind of was trying to continue teaching while in the back of my mind being like, oh my gosh. I think I've screwed up here. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And in the end, I ended up restarting the webinar. So I apologized to the five people that had been with me for the last hour and said that I was restarting and that everyone just needed to click on the link again and we would start from scratch. And this meant that I went from teaching what I thought would be a 60 minute webinar to actually teaching a three hour webinar because I started an hour early and then we ran like an hour late because uh, it just took quite a while to get through everything. And there was just so much content and goodness to dive into, but it was exhausting for me. And once again, when I got off the webinar, I was still like super embarrassed and didn't really want to talk about it. So I messaged my group chat with my my boyfriend, my sister and my sister's fiance. And I was like, guys, I screwed up so bad. I screwed up. I screwed up. I was like, explain the whole story to them. And we all just kind of had a little bit of a laugh. And in the end, it was such a good webinar. And I can't help but think I was just fully warmed up and ready to go. And starting it from scratch again just gave me the opportunity to make it the best webinar possible. Uh, but it was after sharing it with my friends and family or my family, I realized that, hey, I should actually share this with my audience and give them this insight because they'll find it pretty funny too. And this is kind of what I wanted to dive into a lot more in today's episode is repositioning the idea of failure. I failed and typically we don't want to share our failures with the world because we're embarrassed. But instead I jumped on Instagram stories, I jumped on TikTok and I made some funny and goofy videos about how it screwed up. And I even had like a client reach out to me and be like, OMG, I just saw what happened with your webinar. I'm so sorry. Like that would be so stressful if that happened to me, blah, blah, blah. 
and a few other friends of mine as well who are coaches were like, oh, this is so crazy. I would hate if this happened to me. And it's kind of embarrassing to admit to your peers and to your followers that, you know, this perfect person that they see on Instagram actually isn't so perfect and can't tell the time. <laughs> but for me, I don't see things like that as a failure. One of my best qualities, I think, as an entrepreneur is seeing the positive and seeing the learning opportunities in every decision, every move, every situation that comes up in my business or in my journey. I always talk about my first coaching program that I tried to launch. This was in January of 2020, and it was just a very generic Instagram six-week coaching program with me. When I launched this, I had zero inquiries. Nobody signed up. No one was even interested. Like no one wanted to book a call. And I kept having family and friends who, you know, I just started my business. So they're all following me quite closely. And the majority of my followers were also my family and friends at that time. They were checking in on me and being like, oh, I saw this new program that you launched or this new service. Like, have you had anyone book in yet? It looks awesome. And every time I got asked this question, I'd be like, no. Nope, nobody signed up. No, haven't sold anything yet. And it was really awkward. And this was probably one of my biggest first experiences with failure in terms of my business. Uh, in terms of like a public failure, I think it was. You know, I'd had things go wrong. <laughs> Plenty of things go wrong in my business on my, my journey of side hustling. But this was the first time that I felt like I was failing at something new that I'd launched, something that I was holding very close to my heart and people were seeing it and commenting on it. And I didn't really like the way that that made me feel. So something that I learned through this experience was to really look at failure and change the story, change the way that I looked at it. Instead of feeling guilty or feeling embarrassed when, pe when I had to tell people that I hadn't sold this service and this program was flopping, instead I took it as an opportunity to learn and do better. And if I hadn't launched that failed coaching program, I would not have the Dishing Up Digital School today. That program was the foundation of what became the Dishing Up Digital School, which is now an amazing offer and program, which has become like a cornerstone of my business and has generated a huge amount of income for me. How, how crazy is that? If I had let that failure get to me and be like, cool, okay, I'm not meant to be a coach. Like, whoa, let's back out of here. <laughs> Don't try that one again. I would not be where I am today. What I'm sharing these two stories with you for is to show you how you can change failure. You can change the way you see it. And I know there's like a really cheesy line out there that there's no such thing as failure, only opportunities to learn. But it's a cliche, it's, it's cheesy, but it's true, right? This, this saying around changing failure and the way that you look at it is such a valuable skill when it comes to building the mindset of a six-figure business owner. Anytime I want to launch something new or try something different in my business, I have the confidence and the faith to do this because I know worst case scenario, I fail, it doesn't work. And that is gonna be the ground or the groundwork or the base, the foundation for something new. Like this service, this course may not sell, but hey, the next one will. If I launch this program and offer, I'm gonna learn more about my audience and I'm gonna be challenged to you know, step out of my comfort zone, to learn new skills. And that is how I look at failure. And once you change how you see failure and you make this shift in your mind, it becomes 
so much easier to grow and scale your business to six figures. We need to stop being scared of failure and start realizing that we're all human and we're not perfect and we all make mistakes. And being a six-figure business owner doesn't make me completely unable to be touched by failure. You don't suddenly hit 100K in your business and you're like, cool, I'm never going to make a mistake again. It's going to happen time and time again. The mistakes and the size and scale of those mistakes are just going to change a little bit, right? Like when I launched my first program and no one signed up, I was like, ah, okay, let's pick up and move on to the next thing. But when I failed at (laughs) launching my webinar, there were 200 people signed up to watch this thing. So I had to pull myself together. I had to deliver the what I had promised on and make sure that this failure didn't completely consume me and take over the event, right? You have to sometimes put on those big girl pants and be like, hey, I did something wrong. I'm going to admit that I did something wrong and let's just move on with it. Let's focus on building the next six figures in our business. Let's focus on scaling and doing more. And I think this is what, when you study entrepreneurs and successful entrepreneurs and you look at their, their personal qualities or their personal traits, this idea around failure and and never giving up is something that's very, very common. So it's something that I think you guys should definitely be working on with me. And to help you with embracing this mindset of a six-figure business owner, I really want to leave you guys today with three practical steps for changing your mindset. Three things you can start doing, things that I've done that have had a significant impact on my business. The first one, again, is something cheesy, but I don't want you guys to turn your nose up at this because again, six-figure business owner over here, trust me, it works. But I want you to start using positive affirmations and positive mantras, whether this is writing them down in a journal, putting them on a really pretty framed image in your office or on your desk. Maybe it's putting it on the wallpaper of your desktop maybe your physical wallpaper of your room, if that's where you thought I was going with that sentence, (laughs) but making sure it's somewhere where you're going to see it and somewhere that just like feels good to you. For some of us that might even be, you know, scribbling it down on a post-it note and shoving that on your desk. Like it doesn't have to be anything pretty. For me, I'm all about the aesthetics as we know. So I love having mine on mood boards, on uh, like really beautiful gold frames with you know, the right mounting and it looks all beautiful and it has a nice pattern backdrop. Like that is totally me and I soak up that energy. But I think a lot of people look at some of those cheesy quotes or Pinterest quotes and they're like, oh, like all of those like girls who want to be an entrepreneur, just be posting their cheesy quotes or their Instagram quotes. And they kind of look down on it. And I want you guys to change your attitude here because having that positive reinforcement in your day, every day, can help change your mindset. If you have that quote that's in your office every day, that's the wallpaper or the home screen of your phone and you keep seeing it, you're going to be reminded of that daily. And you'll go through a lot of times in your business where you're feeling really sort of down on yourself or insecure and having that little positive reminder can be the uptick, that little positive energy burst that you need to keep going. When I first started my business, I used a lot of mantras around worthiness and really just leaning into this idea that I was worth working with 
that I brought value to the table and also just my worthiness as a a woman, as a person. I really worked on my self-love and those mantras were really helpful to me. I know entrepreneurs that have a ritual with Pinterest and they will pin quotes every single day to make sure that they are seeing them every morning. You know, before they get into their work, they'll do a little bit of a browse through Pinterest for inspiring mantras. And I think this is a really cool practice to have, whether it's something digital, whether it's pen and paper, whether it's pretty pictures on your wall, whatever it might be, try incorporate these positive words into your life. So that is what you're focusing on instead of all of those negative thoughts that tend to consume us when we're starting a business. My next step for changing your mindset is reading. Reading books and educating yourself on mindset is the key thing to being successful as a six-figure business owner. Just like our skills in terms of marketing, in terms of design, reading books and educating myself has been key to scaling my business to six figures. I've got a few of my favorites here that I want to share with you today. And these these bad boys are going to help with your mindset. And even if you don't like books, check out the audiobook version of these on Audible or check out the podcast by some of these authors There are definitely plenty of alternatives out there, so don't use the excuse that you're not a reader. If you're not a reader at all, I definitely challenge you to start becoming a reader because this is really, really gonna help you on your entrepreneurial journey. Just like how we learn to design web pages or create Instagram graphics or learn how to write a sales page, mindset is a skill that we can learn and develop and anyone can do it. The first book I want to recommend you is one that I'm actually currently reading at the moment, but it is like a New York Times bestseller. It was actually published quite a few years back, but it kind of just shows you that no matter how much the world changes, mindset is really like this invaluable skill that you can work on for your entire life. The book is by Carol S. Dweck and it's called Mindset, Changing the Way You Think to Fulfill Your Potential. I'm really enjoying it so far. My other favorite is The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Manson. This is a very popular one and I actually stole this copy from my sister. So I know I'm going to be getting a DM from her when she sees this being like, hey girl, what are you doing with my book? Can I have it back now? But I really like it. (laughs) So no, you can't have it back, Tara. Um, And I just love the way that this was written. It's quite humorous and it just really dives into letting go of other people's opinions, which I think is something we really need to, you know, learn and, and develop when it comes to working on our mindset is just letting go of that outside pressure. And my final book recommendation is Girl on Fire by Cara, aka The Champagne Diet here on Instagram. And this book is just a girl powered confidence boost It's bright pink, so obviously I love it. (laughs) But it just is really easy to read. It's quite a small book, so you can probably read this in a day or two. I think I read it over the course of like two baths. (laughs) You guys know I love my bubble baths. But between these three, they'll give you like a really well-rounded look at mindset and also a variety of different writing styles and opinions. As someone who has been in business for a while now, I'm always looking for new books, new opinions, new ways to improve my mindset because I do think it is so important. My third and final tip for building the mindset of a six-figure business owner is to come back to the basics of goal setting. I remember setting goals for, you know, the school term as a six-year-old, right? (laughs) We've done this 
from the beginning in school. And I think a lot of us as adults forget the power of goal setting. And even as an entrepreneur that in some people's eyes has already made it, (laughs) I am someone who comes back to goal setting. In the early days of my business, I would set goals every single month and then every single quarter and then every single year. So I had micro goals and then I had bigger picture goals. And then I had also like five year goals, you know, things that I really wanted to work towards in the near future. And having this vision, this very clear specific list of goals that I wanted to tick off is something that really helped me develop this growth mindset. Instead of getting stuck in the small stuff and those small failures like launches going wrong and webinars going wrong, (laughs) it was about thinking of the bigger picture goals, thinking, hey, okay, this webinar hasn't gone exactly according to plan, but I'm here to help build this amazing webinar evergreen funnel for my business to create more passive course sales. And that's gonna support my lifestyle of being able to travel, work from anywhere in the world and move to London in a couple of years, which is one of my big goals. Suddenly those small things that go wrong, those moments where you feel like you've fallen on your face a little bit they don't seem as important when you're thinking about the bigger picture goals and when you have that drive behind you it's also what helps you pick yourself up at the end of the day when something's gone wrong when you're like oh gosh that was exhausting this client sent me really bad feedback I made this mistake with a client post and then I haven't posted my own Instagram in a month and everything's starting to spiral out of control you can recenter by focusing on those goals those things that are really important to you those things that are a precious to do with your dream life that you want to build coming back to those is what will be like whoo okay let's put the bad day in the closet let's move along to the next day and let's do better because one bad day is not something that's going to kind of like haunt you five years down the track when you're living your dream life and you've ticked off those goals you're not probably going to remember that bad day that you were fretting over that you felt like was just the worst place to be ever. I have situations from especially 2020, that was such a year of growth for me and my business. And it's funny because I'll have these little reminders and be like, oh yeah, I remember that client I used to work with and that really toxic situation we went through or that thing that happened and it just exploded. And I would be like, oh, that's so funny. I'd completely forgotten about that, right? And I think we get caught up in the small stuff, essentially is what I'm trying to say here. And goals can help you focus on the, the, the growth mindset and looking towards the future and not getting stuck in the small stuff. So to summarize today's episode, what I really wanted to get across to you guys is everyone fails. We're all human. Nobody is perfect. The key is to reposition the idea of failure and what this means to you. Take away the power of failure by being like, hey, it doesn't actually matter. This is a lesson or opportunity to learn. I'm going to build and I'm going to tackle the next thing. And then the other thing we've talked about in this episode after failure is just the three practical steps for changing your mindset. We talked about reading more, some book recommendations, uh, using positive mantras and affirmations, and also the power of goal setting. So I hope you enjoyed this chat. I hope you enjoyed this insight into an interesting moment in my business from recent weeks. And I hope it's inspired you to start working on your mindset and to start preparing yourself 
for being a six-figure business owner already. Embracing the mindset of a six-figure business owner when you're only just starting your business, that's what's gonna help you scale faster. So as I said, mindset's such an important thing for you to develop, to learn, and to work on as an entrepreneur. And that's all I have to say for today. If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed or following the podcast and definitely jump across to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at at, at Alan McKenzie with two E's on the end. And yeah, I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye guys.